Welcome to the world of the multi-passionate mind. You already know what a wonderfully weird and extraordinary place this is to live. Now imagine that you can easily decide where to aim your focus and trust yourself enough to finish what you start. Maybe you want to build a business that encompasses everything you love under one umbrella. Or maybe you just want the time freedom to finally start crossing things off your bucket list. I'm your personal hype woman, Jenny O'Connor, and I'm going to show you how to do it all like a boss. If you're an ambitious creative who's ready to make an impact, hit that subscribe button because we are the multi-passionate community that is going to change the world. If growing an audience on social media feels like a slog and you're convinced there has to be a better way, there is. It's email. For every dollar invested in email marketing, you get an average of $42 back. Plus, email reaches an average of 79% of the people you send it to. Instagram, 13.5. Ugh. But a lot of entrepreneurs aren't leveraging this awesome way to grow an engaged audience because they think writing emails is too time-consuming or that they're not good at storytelling. If you've ever thought that yourself, my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way, will change the game and help you craft memorable, money-making newsletters in just minutes a week. Get it now at JennyO'Connor.com forward slash email. Hello there, boss fam. Welcome to episode 96. I am Jenny and I help squirrel-brained entrepreneurs thrive in a world of shiny objects. If your to-do list is overwhelming or your I help statement is all over the place and it gets in the way of you doing the thing, then I am so happy you found your way to this podcast. So today I want to talk about a quality that will quite literally make or break your success, no matter what it is that you're attempting to do. But I'm going to deliver today's lesson as a story or three. So my best friend just moved to the Central Valley of California to a a corner junction where three different farms meet. It's uber rural. There's a school. It's tiny. Across from the school is the obligatory neighbor with multiple rusted cars in various states of disassembly in the yard. And I believe that's really a ploy to distract people from the most magnificent pot plant I have ever seen in the wild. Seriously, it is the redwoods of pot plants. But I digress. One of the members of this charming little rural neighborhood has a rooster. The rooster's name is Beethoven. Beethoven was not there the day that God handed out his operating instructions. Beethoven does not understand the assignment. In Beethoven's case, the rooster does not crow at midnight, or certainly not at dawn, but rather at any assortment of hours between 3 a.m. and 2 p.m., as long as it's never at dawn. My best friend has gotten used to it out of necessity, I can only imagine, but it still leaves me waking up hours earlier than usual with an intense craving for chicken. The thing about Beethoven is that despite his ineptitude for crowing at actual dawn, he is so busy the rest of the day. He is saluting and caterwauling and peacocking like the certified professional rooster that he is with no regard for the fact that he's missed the target on the single thing that was expected out of him in life. Now, here's where it gets really fun. 
Beethoven is famous. So shortly after my best friend moved into the neighborhood, he was talking to someone about a rooster whose brain is broken, (laughs) as he says. And that person was like, I know that rooster and explained that he belongs to the couple who own the local bakery that has the most mouthwatering sourdough bread that makes my gluten intolerant little heart burst and cheat on my body. Hashtag worth it. So check it out. Beethoven has earned such infamy that he is actually the logo for his owner's bakery. Beethoven is a household name in Santa Maria, you guys. And here is what this story taught me. I've known for a little while that confidence is more important than competence. We've seen that in action enough to prove it's true, right? In the same vein, enthusiasm matters more than being perfect or in Beethoven's case, than even being good. And what he lacks in accuracy, he makes up for in bravado. And it made him famous. It made him memorable. So this is my piece of unconventional business wisdom for the day. You've heard me say, start ugly and take messy action. And I'm going to double down on that right now and tell you that enthusiasm is more important than looking professional. Ideally, of course, you'd have a really solid blend of both. But if you're excited about what you have to share with the world and the looking professional piece is holding you back from doing it, this is my invitation to make like Beethoven and shout about your thing from the rooftops. Don't believe this works, that this is the key to getting people to sit up and take notice. Let me tell you another story. My uncle has a friend named Enright. Enright is a hoot. Enright will tell you that you're going on a road trip to the Salton Sea, and instead you'll end up off the grid at a seedy little dive bar with a spitfire named Doris slinging whiskey shots and the walls wallpapered with dollar bills. One of my favorite things about Enright is the way he dances. It is generous to even call it dancing. When music is playing and Enright is attempting to move in time to that music, he looks like he is the victim of the Cruciatus curse. His joints bend backwards in jackhammer-like movements, like the monster from the ring. And yet, when you look at his face, you know that the only thing he hears is his own voice saying, get down with your bad self. He is in his happy place. He is zero fucks given. He he is negative fucks given. He is enjoying himself so much he will take some of your fucks and set them on fire so you don't have to carry them with you anymore. And not a single person is looking at him and thinking, wow, that guy is a great dancer. But everyone is watching him. And sure, some of them are laughing, but all of them will leave with his dance moves indelibly printed on their memory. It's that enthusiasm, man. It's that there is no place I would rather be than doing this thing I love right here, right now. And who are any of you to tell me not to enjoy the fuck out of this experience? So sure, no one is writing home about Enright saying he should audition for Dancing with the Stars. But did his enthusiasm make an impression? Damn straight it did. I think that this is an important thing to discuss, especially in the early stages of business, because I think a lot of us start out with a ton of enthusiasm and then little things start to beat us down. 
money doesn't come in right away. We make an offer and we hear crickets and then we stop making offers. We go on a podcast episode and it doesn't result in a thousand new followers. Social media in particular, you know how I feel about social media. It feels like this constant bully against our confidence. And over time, that affects our enthusiasm. Our love for the thing that once got us so fired up that we leapt out of bed in the morning, it starts to fade. The the work that used to fire us up starts to feel like a chore. And that isn't the energy you need to be in to get people excited about what you have to offer. So this is a call to find that enthusiasm again. And maybe it means you have to tweak some things. Maybe you have to go off of social media for a while or delete the people that you're comparing yourself to so you can stop feeling bad. But I promise if you can find that fire in your belly again, that matters even more than being the best. Now, don't stop striving for greatness, but you can start today with just enthusiasm. Sometimes I think we hold back speaking about our product or service with the enthusiasm that we do in fact feel because we're afraid that one person, one person out there won't get the result that we're promising. And I know this was true for me for a really, really long time. So let me put an end to this pattern for all of us. I recently signed up for a fellow copywriter's newsletter and his website where you sign up for the newsletter claims that he is the best copywriter in his entire country. The entire front page of his website is devoted to how he invented this groundbreaking new welcome email sequence that people everywhere are stealing and famous writers worldwide have said is the most innovative thing they've ever seen. It's like the time machine. Anyhow, it's one long sales page, basically his website is, of all of the reasons why you want to be on this newsletter because no one wants another newsletter in their inbox. So after a literal sales page devoted just to signing me up for this newsletter and phenomenal welcome sequence that I was in for that's going to knock my literal socks off, that buildup was like expecting an action-packed blockbuster Oscar-nominated mega film and getting a moderately interesting indie flick. But here's the thing. I'm not mad that I didn't get what was promised to me. And I'm, I'm going to stay on his list because I can be here for a moderately interesting indie film. I just might not have bought it if that's how it was being marketed to me. This is a pretty cool welcome sequence, and I'm one of the many good copywriters in my country doesn't have the same ring to it. All that braggadocious stuff on his homepage, it worked. It was enthusiasm, and it really was enthusiasm, you guys, not simply arrogance, and I think that's why it, it worked. This guy is a real nerd. He has literally built an entire world for a fantasy world for his welcome sequence, and he is now illustrating the adventure himself anime style. So like doing the illustrations himself shows just how into this he is. He clearly loves it, and that, to my mind, is worthy of notice. And maybe his stuff wasn't the exact perfect fit for me, but I'm not mad that I didn't get what I thought I would get because I'm still entertained and I'm still learning something. And I still think that being in the orbit of someone who is so enthusiastic about their art is inspiring. It's good for me to be around. So I am not suggesting that you make promises that fall flat, 
when people are exchanging money for goods. But I think that sometimes we're hesitant to even talk about our free lead magnet with the kind of emphasis and oomph and passion and sure, bragging and big promises that it deserves because we're afraid that someone won't get the outcome we want them to get. And I'm just saying, fuck that noise. Say your lead magnet is the best one of its kind. Now, you have to make it good, but you will. If you have a sense of humor, say it will turn you into a superhero. And then in tiny print, you can write results not typical or refund requests can be sent to the South Pole, that kind of thing. But share it with the world with enthusiasm. Like it is their golden ticket to success because This is really all about just getting started, getting out there, getting visible. This is about leaving behind perfectionism and not letting being the overachiever that you always have been and will continue to be get in the way of sharing what you have to share. And now after all of that pep talk about how you should go out and grab life by the balls and shine your enthusiasm all over the place, I'm going to tell you why I said 99% guaranteed in the title of this episode. I didn't say 100% guaranteed. And this is why. I have a friend who aspires to be a comedian. And he is not funny. He's, He's just not. And I'll have you know, I am a supportive friend. And I have been at his shows. And I have made the mistake of sitting in the very front row where I could be seen in the light from the stage. And my non laughing expression could be viewed by him during his entire act. And every show I went to after that, I sat really far in the back. And it's, I mean, how, how do you fake laugh? How do you do that? You guys, like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's just, I can't, I, that it's, it's just the fakest. It's the grossest. It's the most inauthentic thing. So I will show up backstage after the show is over, having been in the audience, but in it far enough back that he can't see that I'm not laughing because he is not funny. I have long said that he is proof that God doesn't exist. Don't come for me. I'm God's redheaded stepchild. We haven't spoken in years. But what I mean is it seems wrong, really, really wrong, like cosmically, that someone could have such enthusiasm for something and yet be so bad at it. I'm so sorry if you're listening. You know who you are. No, actually, that's the thing. He doesn't No, I don't think he knows. And he is so deeply, deeply enthusiastic and always trying out new material on you. Like it's the, it's the worst, you guys. So I caveated this episode by saying success is 99% guaranteed if you lead with enthusiasm. I would like to postulate that perhaps this friend of mine is taking one for the team. He's the 1% this isn't true for. So it gets to be true for everyone else who is listening to this podcast episode. Can we just agree that that is the divine plan? So there you go, friends. I hope you enjoyed my storytelling today in this short and sweet episode. I do plan to make more content about how storytelling makes connecting with your audience and ultimately selling to them much easier. If you want to hear more about that and stop dreading writing those binge-worthy emails, be sure to download my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way. You will get access to my top tip for how to make writing as easy as calling your friend and telling her about your day. And you can get that at jennyoconnor.com forward slash email. Until next time, remember, enthusiasm is the yeast that makes your hopes rise to the stars. Now get on out there and do the thing.